Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back. It's the Daily Stripe. We're going live Thursday, June 29th, 2023. And we have Super Bowl champ, all decade team, which is kind of crazy. Hall of Fame team, super always super wild, dude. Talk about Chris Harris Jr. And it's wild because you yes. went from undrafted at a KU, a rival of our college, as we know, we're Texas Longhorns. Yeah. You're a KU guy. Normally, it wouldn't be a rivalry, and we talked about it last year. And, they, and you know, you guys have always given or a couple years ago, and you guys have always given us the business the past couple years. So now it is a rivalry again, especially in hoops. Mm-hmm. We have Chris Harris Jr. on talk a little Broncos. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Always a blast. Uh, First and foremost, congratulations. You welcomed, you and your wife welcomed your fifth baby. Fifth girl. Fifth girl. Yes, yes. I got a whole household, man. I'm 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 surrounded by women, man. That's the only time I get to hang out with the fellas, man. So you you got me time to hang out with the boys. You got any dogs or cats in the hospital? Oh, yeah. I got some dogs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Belgian Malinois, have you ever heard of those? Those are like the uh, oh, yeah. those canine dogs. Oh, nice, 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 yeah. nice. Girl dogs or guy dogs? <laughs> oh, boys. There okay. Yeah, All right. Dogs. Yeah. All right. Good. I got to have some type of alpha. You do some have some dog type too. Testosterone going on. Yeah. yeah, I can't. All otherwise, it's all Vanderpump and, and Kardashians around the house. And <laughs> uh, crazy year for the Broncos expectations were so high last year and you've been a part of teams where expectations were super high. What changes did you see from Peyton Manning from his first year when you were there to his second year? And I know he went from having a really great year to having a record setting year when he was in his second year, but what do you, what would you say to Russ and what would you want to see from Russ based on some of those changes you saw from Peyton from year one to year two? Uh, When Peyton, it was kind of different because he had missed a, a full year. And, you know, he was getting his – he was just getting back in the flow of things. You know, when you miss a whole year uh, and you're Peyton Manning, that's hard to do because he's a perfectionist. He 
You know, this is a guy you see um, prepared for any type of situation that you could possibly go through in practice, you know, putting his hand in cold ice, bucket of ice, and then going out there, you know, practicing in that. You know, Peyton did all types of things to get ready. And mm-hmm. he was just slowly getting his neck, getting his arm, everything back in the flow. Because uh, I think our record was trashed the first five games. I think we had a terrible record when Peyton first got here. So, um, you know, it, it took us time to get hot. And, and once we got that confidence, Peyton got back and felt like he's back himself. Uh, we started rolling. And um, that's what really, that's what happens needs to happen with Russell. He has to get that confidence back. Uh, get that swagger back that he plays with on the field. And then from there, you know, it kind of, the team just kind of joins in with that. You know, they feel that momentum. They feel that they got a guy that can, they can win any game. And then mm-hmm. suddenly you start winning games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's, do you find it a little ironic and that it's Russell Wilson that's now quarterbacking the Broncos, a guy you faced in the, a guy you faced in the yeah. Super Bowl? I'm sure I've had some animosity. I know you got your ring. But in yeah. a crazy Super Bowl, do you find it a little strange that he's now the quarterback yeah. for the Broncos? Oh, uh, man, what's crazy is what people don't know is we had like 10 defensive starters out in that Super Bowl. Me and Von didn't play in those games. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, it's a, we had a lot of starters that didn't play in that that game. Wolf didn't play. Uh, so it was it was uh, we had pretty much the, the defense was out, you know. So mm-hmm. it, I would never say that was a fair Super Bowl to me, you know, just because. <laughs> but uh just him coming here uh, definitely is surprising. You know, you thought I always thought he'd be a guy that would finish his career out in Seattle. You know, he'd be there his whole career, and um, it just didn't work out that that way for him. Uh, we've been searching for a quarterback since Peyton. You know, I don't, we have made the playoffs since Peyton since 2015, since we won the Super Bowl. So we're on a drought. So uh, we've had tons of different quarterbacks come through. So. Uh, we're we're at Denver. We're just kind of like starving for a quarterback and banking on it. Russell being able to be a, a guy that's been proven in this league to be able to come over here and just do the same thing. Uh, unfortunately, last year we didn't get those results, but hopefully this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's like a certain pressure that kind of was put on him last season, you know, being, you know, danger Russ that everyone knows he is and winning that Super Bowl and being Mr. Yeah. Clutch and kind of coming to a new team and having to, you know, just prove that again? Um, yeah, definitely. I think he put a lot of pressure on himself. I mean, you know, with the – you know, the let's ride thing that he had, you know, <laughs> you know, he had that. Uh, he was saying that every week, uh, you know, just the way he was hyping. He hyped the season up. He hyped every it up. Every week. I even feel like more. it was every you know second, what I mean? man. Yeah, it was like yeah. every so, second with that guy. Yeah, he's hyping it up. So if you if you want to do that and you're bringing more pressure on yourself, um, that's what happens when, when you don't produce, right? Uh, you know, be like Peyton. Be like uh, Brady, you know. They might do a pop in and do a commercial every once in a while, you know, do something funny. But other than that, you know, those guys are handling straight business. I'm not saying Russell doesn't do that, but uh, that's just like a model that I would do, you know, especially going into this year. Uh, a little less, you know, hype from social media and all that stuff and just really just dive into what the team is doing. And whatever interviews that you do within the team, that should be enough, right? Because he's Russell Wilson. He's going to be interviewed every week. So they're going to see his face. Yeah, it's yeah. so sorry, Alex. No, I was just gonna say, I think I saw something that Russ only drinks one time a year and it's on his birthday. He works out every single day of the year <laughs> in some capacity, right? Whether it's yeah. weight training, whether it's you know, muscle relaxation, yoga, whatever, like throwing, of course. 
But the fact that I know yeah. that and I knew that like four years ago is kind of the exact example of what you're talking about. I didn't know Peyton Manning's process, right? Yeah. Like as a fan, as a as a media member, I wasn't in on that. But Russ showed yeah. that off, right? I think he had a podcast for a while, like three or four years ago that he tried. Um, so yeah. I know he's doing a lot of the right things, but there's also a lot of other stuff that he's entertaining. And some of that is just, you know, right. he's married to Sierra. Like they've got the limelight on them a, a lot of the time, but Big time. I think sometimes it's just about like, I, I can imagine. And Chris, you could talk better to this, just stepping away yeah. from all of that, focusing on football, focusing on your family and like kind of just grounding yourself again and, and focusing right. on like what you really love about the sport because he clearly loves playing. And when he's out there and he's cooking, when Russ is cooking, which right. we haven't seen in a while, it's, it's awesome. It's incredible. Like it's, and I think he right. can get back there. Like, do you believe that with all the injuries aside, like he can get back to that same form that, that he yeah. was at in Seattle? I think the biggest thing is the head coach, you know, get, having a guy that that is well known for being an offensive genius. Yeah. Right. So and being able to put hopefully, you know, adding Tim Patrick, you know, that's a key receiver which, um, for Denver, you know, him coming back, adding the rookie Mims. Uh, hopefully he can mm. bring some speed, be a guy that can take the top off, you know, kind of like Lockett, you know, hopefully they can use him in that way. Uh, but I think just having a better O-line, you know, I think they had great pickups this uh, free agency with the O-line getting a tackle from, uh, I think it was the 49ers. They got a, they grabbed him, then they grabbed a guard from the Ravens. So these are two veteran O-linemen that you can add to the, to the offense. So I, I definitely suspect the offense to be way better and um, to uh, Russell to have a way better year. Yeah, I mean, the, the McGlinchey pickup like you're talking about is a great pickup. You have yeah. Judy, a guy that we're all – we all saw – look, when you have a guy like Judy, you see it Alabama week in and week out. You, you, we know what he can yeah. do. We know what he's capable mm -hmm. of. Cortland Sutton kind of coming back from injury last year. Right. Second we'll year how, back. Yeah. Guy always looks better the second year back from injury too. Yeah. So Sutton, I expect, Josh, like you're going to say, is he's going to be back to form up, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and that's and that's just on offense. And like one thing we know about Denver and y'all is you you always have a good defense one way or another. Yeah. You always make the right picks on defense. You always find and get the best out of guys. You might. I'm sure you would think so. And I think a lot of people rightfully think so. Probably have the best cornerback in the league. Yeah. If not, yeah. If not, if not the second, like, you know, he's yeah. right there in the mix. What, what are some conversations you've had with him, if any? Yeah, uh, about. I haven't got the. I haven't got the. Uh, I haven't spoken to Sertain yet. Um, I, I he hadn't reached out to me yet, but um, he's definitely had a great start off to his career. Uh, I mean, he's he's in my top five, you know. Uh, yes. Corners, you know, especially over the should be in the top five for the next five to eight years. Hopefully, you know. Usually, that's usually when a guy that athletic, um, talent ability as Sertain, you usually see that. So. Um, we expect him to be a lead corner. Uh, he has to play. You know, you got to see the Chargers receivers. They got three three top receivers now, you know, or two with uh, Mike Williams and Keenan. And then you add uh, Johnson from yeah. TCU, right? So they got – he got weapons over there he has to deal with. Uh, Mahomes and them, you got to deal with them every year. And then you also got to deal with Adams. So um, I think – I would say Adams, they probably went 50-50, you know, because – uh, well, Adams had a hundred and something yards, you know, uh, both, I think both games. So we need him to really, to be that real shutdown corner. We need him to try to eliminate that.
Mm-hmm. I'm sure you get this a lot. Who are some of your toughest, maybe a top three, yeah. toughest covers, guys that ran the best routes, always caught the balls, yeah. found their ways? Yeah. Oh, of course, number one, Antonio Brown of my generation, you know. Uh, yeah. He might have a lot of crazy antics off the <laughs> field, but that's the first Battle Hall of Famer right there. You know, it's AB crazy. being able to do it all. Um, not to mention him having Big Ben that could just put it right there in his chest, you know. The Big Ben is the greatest deep ball thrower that I faced, you know, in my career, you know. He he was um, amazingly accurate with the deep ball, you know. And uh, so, A.B., uh, another guy that I always had to deal with. I had to always play um, A.J. Green every year, you know. That was from when <laughs> we came you. into the league. Thank you. I had to deal with A.J. Green, uh, Julio. Uh, a lot of those guys in my class, uh, I'm trying to think who was older. Uh, when I was coming in the league, you know, Calvin, he was still in the league. He oh. was still going crazy. So uh, <laughs> I, I was in that era where I kind of got the end of like T.O., Randy, and then to, up to this generation. So I was what? in a, like a, a good little generation to see everybody. What would coaches tell you or just tell the team in general when it came to covering Calvin Johnson? Because you see the yeah. pictures, you see the videos of him getting triple covered every now and then. Like, what was the game yeah. plan with that guy? Man, the, the game plan was don't let him get started running because once he gets once he gets going, you know, it's hard to stop him. And he's already a big guy. He's already hard to press. But that's your best chance of stopping Calvin Johnson is don't let him get going. Don't let him get running. You know, try to have hands on him as much as you can. And uh, you know you gotta you gotta be able to play the ball, you know. So you gotta pick and choose when when it's time. When I play Calvin, I would you know I'd press him until I got to about twenty yard line, then you know kind of sit on his sit on that fade, you know. Just gotta you gotta depend you gotta switch it up depending on what type of corner I am. You know, bigger corners they might press him all the way down. You know, mm-hmm. all the Sherman, you know he's six three, he might press him all the way down down the field. So you just had to um, game plan on different types of receivers. And Calvin was just ridiculous, you know. Uh, he, uh, I th- he's already in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. They already, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvin's already in. So, uh, you know, he's definitely one of the greatest of that era for sure. Yeah, it's such a short career. I mean, he hung it up super early. He could have honestly probably gone down as the greatest if he kept on playing for some of the years that guys yeah. like Jerry and Randy did. But you could say this, he's saying the same thing about Antonio Brown. If Antonio Brown didn't have yeah. literally the craziest I quit moment in the history of sport, <laughs> hyping up the away yeah. fans, like not even his hometown. <laughs> that was a, it's honestly one of my favorite moments of the NFL the past couple of years. Uh, but you bring up a lot of great – you had a lot of great receivers in your team. You know, DT, yeah. uh, rest in peace, and, and Emmanuel Sanders, uh, a lot of guys that were there – can you maybe speak to and this is something we talked to on our, on our Texas show about how iron sharpens iron in practice, like yeah, going yeah. up against those guys in practice. Not to mention, how, not to mention Keenan Allen and Mike Will too. Yeah, when you yeah, played in, yeah. in, in for the Chargers, how important was that yeah. for you, kind of going up against those guys in practice? Yeah. Oh man, it was great. Um, just being able to go against Emmanuel, you get a smaller, faster receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. You know that you might see with a Tyreek Hill, or that I might see with an AB you know, uh, somebody similar to his, uh, T.Y. Hilton, you know, uh, I get to see guys like him. And then I might have to go, then it's good practice going against a guy like Demarius Thomas, who's a big Megatron-type receiver, to get me ready for the Calvin Johnsons, to get me physically ready to face Anquan Bolden or Larry Fitzgerald, you know. So um, those guys, it was great practice being able to go against uh, a great mixture of those receivers, you know. Same thing with Keenan and Mike, so – 
when I got to the game, I've already faced this type of receiver all week. So I'm prepared and ready and know the game plan and what I need to do to have a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we talk about Sertan being the number one guy, but many people have yeah. Sauce Gardner, another great young corner. And I think those two will kind of hopefully maybe not to the look of the quarterbacks and Mahomes and Burrow. We talked about them yesterday in our show, but maybe they'll have like the cornerback rivalry for the future of Sertan yeah. and the Broncos and Sauce. Sauce, though, had DJ Reed last year. And DJ Reed is a yeah. huge un- unsung hero in the NFL. And in your career, you had DRC. Dominic Rogers, Camardi, and you had to keep Tlaib doing a little Jayhawk back defensive backfield over there. How important is it to have a running mate back there with you? Yeah. Uh, seriously, I think that's my biggest question mark. I think in the secondary is uh, who's op- who's going to hold it down opposite Sertain for, you know, 17 weeks, you know, that's my biggest question mark right there. Uh, Mathis, he played solid last year and we'll see what he can do this year, but uh, you got to have somebody that can hold their own opposite against, Opposite, uh, you know, all pro, you know, that's just how it goes. And uh, and um, that's that's what makes an elite defense. You know, you got to have a great secondary. You got to have those two guys working hand in hand. Really three guys because mm-hmm. uh, that slot is working with both corners. Right. And I think they have a great sl- slot with uh, Williams. He's a, I think he's been a uh, he's had a, a solid career, uh, a smart vet that understands the game. So. I don't think they have an issue with the nickel part. I just want to see who's going to be able to shut down opposite of Sertain. And um, I, I kind of see Sertain and uh, and Gardner kind of how me, me and Sharon, Pat P, all had a good rivalry, a good, great competition throughout our career. Um, you know, being able to always, every year, always try to be uh, one of the top guys, you know. And that's how, that was, that was I think that drove us to be where we are now. And, you know, so seeing Sertain and, um, uh, they're different corners, right? Um, uh, uh, I would say Sauce Gardner is more similar to a Sherman. You know that he's in the cover three system. He's playing the boundary corner. Mm-hmm. He he Sherman really never moved. You know he just shut down that boundary, right? No no, that's no knock to Sherman. That's just that was his role, and he played that role at a Hall of Fame level, right? You know, so and that's what Gardner's doing. I see Sertain or more. He's more flexible. He's going to follow guys more. He can play the slot. He can play the right and the left corner. He can move around all over the field. So I can I can see Sertain just a little bit different, you know, uh, kind of more similar to how I played playing all over the field compared to uh, a Sauce Garden. But it's going to be a great rivalry. I think I think like that's one thing that people miss is the context of, you know, who you're playing in your division and what kind of offenses they run out there. And you look at yeah. teams like the Chiefs. And, and the Chargers, and you mentioned Devontae Adams, obviously, uh, on the Raiders. Yeah. That guy lines up in the slot. He lines up everywhere. You know, Travis yeah. Kelsey is moving all the time. How much snap motion the is there for the Chiefs? Like, when you're talking right. about why Sertan was such a good fit for the Broncos and identifying, like, how he can help our defense, it's that versatility. Um, yes. When you were in conversations with Pat Pete and Sherman and those guys, do y'all chirp at yeah. each other about, like, hey, this guy got – 70 yards and a touchdown on you and he only got 20 on me like are those yeah. conversations happening yeah man we we never really did it like that man we always yeah. you know i see I'm, I'm i see you making plays this week i'm gonna try to make more plays than you oh i'm gonna yeah. win a super bowl Sherman won a super bowl okay can you win a super bowl you know things like that and uh and uh i knew that 
going with Pat P, you know, he went first round. So they were just going to put Pat P in the Pro Bowl every year, you know. <laughs> if I had went first round, it would have been the same, you know, because I came in as an all-rookie team, uh, balling straight out the gate too. So, and same thing with Sherman, you know. So I don't know how many Pro Bowl Sherman has. He probably has probably five or four. But he would have had more too, you know, because he was a late a late pick. So just seeing how these, uh, you know, in the all-pro, Right. They didn't start putting three corners in until like mm. my seventh year, sixth year in the league. Right. I was probably I was the top nickel that at least my first six years. Right. So those would have been all pro opportunities. So those those things just didn't happen, you know. And uh, but it was always something that we were always battling for. It was a great family robbery. Sure. Yeah. You can even add Revis on there, too, because we were, you know, Revis oh, yeah. and Sherman always is going at it. <laughs> I always yeah. say that that <laughs> corner has got to be the toughest position in football. I mean, besides being the quarterback yeah. and having to learn every single play and, you know, every every team's defense, it is so yeah. difficult to play corner. And it, it's hard to stay on top for that long, too. I mean, the guys who consistently yeah. do it, you know, like Doug Revis and Pat P and yourself, I mean, guys that have long careers, like hats off yeah. to that because there's a lot of guys who only have a couple of years of success and then they can't keep up anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that man. corner, yeah, corner is hard. Uh, goalie in hockey is looks miser- <laughs> that looks miserable. That looks <laughs> terrible. Uh, catcher in baseball looks annoying. Like you're just like in a power squat, like for nine innings. Yeah. Like I know, I know they spread the game up. But corner again, you know, we we know the great corners, but how many like mm-hmm. even like the guys you haven't even listed, and you know, like growing up, like Ocho Cinco, T.O., Randy, and then now if you look at like making a top ten wide receiver list is brutal, and everybody yeah. has a it's, it's like seven different kinds of smoke too. You have like a Tyree Kill who can you know blow you out the water. You have a Cooper yeah. Cup whose routes are so specific. You have a Devonte Adams whose routes are amazing, and he's so big bodied. Like the amount of yeah. like that's why Sertan like you bring up a you bring up a good selling point on him because of his versatility. And not and obviously Sauce has that too, and other guys have that too. But playing Sertan all across the field, especially like Alex is saying, when you play the Chiefs, like mm-hmm. they may not have the guy that you know you have on your like your, your fantasy team or the guy that you're like in your top 10 receivers but they have a sky yeah. more who they can yeah. run on reverses they have a mvs yeah. who they could shoot out the field so they, much for yeah. and they, they've also and got tony. a guy they forget tony yeah Ken, yeah. Ray, tony, yeah like he, he's yeah. He'll, be, he'll definitely be good there like you the minute yeah. they picked him up i'm like oh he's gonna be great they also have a guy who has like a video game cheat code where everyone on their team gets uh, 10% better by being on his team in Patrick Mahomes. Right. <laughs> right. Do you, is he the best? Is he the best? Yeah. Is he the best you've ever seen? Like just like skill wise? Oh, yeah. 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 He's the best I played in my career for sure. But I mean, I can't say by far because going against Brady definitely sucked. But Brady had weapons, man. <laughs> but, well, so did Mahomes. I can't I can't go to the weapons thing because you know Brady had Gronk. Mahomes got Kelsey, right? That's we could say wash right there, right? We can put that a wash. Yeah. Uh Brady at some points, you know, he had Randy. Okay, we say Tyreek Hill. So uh, I would I would say they both had equal weapons, right? But the things that Mahomes can do, man, the running, the he'll he'll make you so mad. You'll have the perfect coverage, everybody shut down, and then he'll squeak out the rush. You know, and he, he gets those sneak. It's the sneaky hidden yards that you're that you're missing with Mahomes that kills kills the team, right? Kills the momentum. So 
Mahomes is definitely the best quarterback that I've faced in my career. And he should go down as one of the one of the greatest for sure. He did the it was it was the Bengals, right? With when Osai had that hit. He, right. Yeah. He like they had the the Bengals defense had him. Cover right. lockdown. Have him why you gotta do our why you gotta do our longhorn like that? Josh? I didn't mean why to do bring that up. No, because we love Osai. Like it's <laughs> not like we're we, one play I didn't and like you know it's you one play, and you could say this too, Chris. I mean, people, you've had thousands yeah. upon thousands of plays. One play does not define a player, especially a player of good talent. Right. Right. Like, you did Peyton muff the first snap of the Super Bowl. Like, he's the he's a top three quarterback ever. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna like rag on him. Like, over that one play, he got he's got two. He came back and did it. Like, and, and what was that like yeah. for you guys? Like losing that Super Bowl. I know a couple of y'all didn't play, but kind of yeah. working your way back up the mountaintop. Like. How it was like looking, like what kind of like looks in the mirror did you guys have to do? Like how much settling down had to happen? Yeah, man, uh, we always felt that our our two was it twenty twelve team. We always felt that that was our best Broncos team that we had. You know, uh, with uh, we when we lost the Hail Mary to to the Ravens. You know, so mm. we were always sick about that that year right there. Really, you know, I think still to this day we're still sick about that because. We had just blew out the Ravens in Baltimore a couple weeks before then, right? So we, yeah. we definitely expected that that team hurt. But um, getting to that Super Bowl um, in Seattle, you know, we we had a lot of major injuries that year. Um, so we, we understood uh, we were going to come back and reload. We knew that Elway was going to load us up. You know, we had lost DRC. We lost a lot of guys. And we he loaded us right back up, bringing in TJ Ward, D-Ware, um, Darian Stewart, you know, having a free safety, uh, being able to bring in, uh, did I say to leave, bringing in to leave, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. So we loaded up and we realized that, hey, uh, we're gonna, with this new team that we got right now, that we, we got a short time to get this Super Bowl. And, uh, it was really a totally different team from the team that played Seattle, um, compared to, uh, when once we reloaded, because a lot of those guys left. Right. It was still the core guys, you know, me, Vaughn, uh, DT, um, who else? Wolf. We were here, you know, um, but a lot of the other guys, uh, we had lost a lot of vets from the Seattle team. Wolf is all all first team scary. Like you like yeah. watch the TV screen. <laughs> is he not like you watch the yeah. TV screen? You're like that guy. I would not. I just yeah. don't want to go against that guy. Like, yeah, you know, not not from a skill standpoint, yeah. just from like a fear. Yeah, I mean, like mm-hmm. you, y'all had Duver, uh, Dumerville in in the first go around, right? And then you got yeah. Demarcus. So it's yeah, it's Elway's really really good at retooling in in most places. I would say. Do you feel like in yeah. Denver specifically? I'm, I mean, there's a lot of teams across the NFL that kind of have this mentality. Like, I think about like the Ravens and the Steelers, but I feel like Denver's one of these teams that the culture is always built upon the defense. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I would say in different eras, you know, because during Elway's era, you know, it was Elway is the offense, you know. Yeah. Uh, even sometimes during the Peyton, his first, you know, we didn't really we, – we were good on defense. I think we still ranked in top five, you know, a lot of those years with Peyton. But we weren't – once we came to the elite level uh, Super Bowl year, uh, that we just kind of we was on a whole another level that yeah. defensive year, and then from there on we hadn't had an offense, we hadn't had a quarterback, so it seems that you know we've been just great on defense because we mainly have been only we mainly had better players yeah. on defense, you know. So 
uh, not having a quarterback for so long is why you probably get that perspective in Denver. It just seems so consistent that every season you guys are like yeah. top 10 in the league in defense. It's all they just, they always, yeah. always a couple guys there that are like, like stars. Yeah. Like you had you, yeah. Von Miller, who's yeah. Von Miller is a top five pass rusher ever, probably like realistically, yeah. right? He's yeah. definitely yeah. got to be in that mix. He's, he's a multi Super Bowl winner. We yeah, keep a so. cornerback. We keep an all pro corner. So if we're going to have somebody that's a pro bowl or all pro corner. That's one thing you can say is consistent right there. Yeah. We're going to have some, we're going to have a shutdown corner uh, in the franchise for sure. We'll have to like re I'll have to like rethink about it with the guys, but there's a shot that if there was a DBU for, for professional teams that oh, Denver, Den- yeah. Denver Chandler would definitely, yeah, Denver, yeah, Denver, Denver is yeah. definitely in the mix for sure. Uh, a couple, a couple more for you, Chris. Have you guys done a Broncos Super Bowl? Uh, sorry, a Broncos record prediction yet on your show? No, we haven't. Um, mine at first, I thought I was giving them nine games, right? Mm-hmm. And I think nine games might be able to. You might be able to squeak in in the playoffs just with. Um, uh, I think I think a nine team, a nine win team, went in last year. So that's my that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. Um, for them to get nine to ten wins, uh, uh, their schedule is pretty tough, man. When you look at it, they got a very tough schedule, and um, they gotta they gotta go on the road to some tough places. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the the latter end of their schedule is weaker, so they gotta come out hot, you know, and make sure that they can win those games. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> they play they they play a former team of yours, the Chargers, too, who yeah. are going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd yeah. love to get your predictions um, for all three of the teams that you've played on, just where they finish the season, not yeah. record-wise, but Chargers, Saints, and Broncos. Where yeah. do you think these these teams finish? Let's start with yeah. the Saints. Okay, with the Saints. Oh, now, I think the Saints are going to be really good. I really do. I think last year we had a, we had a historic run on defense last year. People didn't know. really know because, you know, we were losing, you know. And uh, – we started winning a little bit at the end, but we played everybody tough. Everybody had a hard game on, on against our defense, and I I think that core group of five corners, um, just seeing them and practicing with them and seeing the talent that they have, they should be the best group in the league next year. When they when I talk about totality of secondary with wow. Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, Alante Taylor, he's a guy that I want y'all to look out for. He's gonna be okay. a stud. Yeah, Debo. Uh, the, he's he's another six one six two corner, and then Lattimore. You know, Lattimore. I think he's gonna. He was hurt last year, right? But I think he's gonna bounce back to an All Pro, um, Pro Bowl year. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive wise, I think Carr is really what they needed. You know, we needed a guy that can manage the game, be able to orchestrate the ball. You know, with with Kamara. Hopefully, Michael Tom. If he's healthy, Michael Thomas is healthy. They should. They're gonna be yeah. a scary team. I don't think anybody wants to see the Saints next year if they're healthy with Olave and Thomas and um, all those guys that they got on on that team. Uh, with the Chargers, whoo, that's a, that's going to be tough right there. I think <laughs> they have a chance to um, definitely win the division. I think it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be out of them and really KC. I think that that's going to be the uh, the battle. Right there. Uh, who's do you buy? Do you buy Staley? You buy Staley? Oh man, that's that's a great question. 
<laughs> he was your coach, right? <laughs> blink, a, blink, he, blink twice if yes, blink once. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, man. Uh, so his, his job is on the line this season. If they, if they it's don't succeed, on the line. he's done. Too much gambling. If he not like literally gambling, it was on the line last season. No, <laughs> it was. I yeah. see. I, it's on the line this year because they have too much talent. Talent wise, they might. They're the most talented team in the AFC West. Right. When we look at the totality of the full team, right? O-line, D-line with Bosa and Mac. I don't think anybody in AFC has a a, a oh ends God. like that. Yeah. Right. Darwin James, you got a five-star at safety. And then JC Jackson, hopefully he comes back. I've been talking to JC. He's gonna come on our show. Hopefully, oh, we're gonna talk yeah. about his bounce back year. Um, and Asante, he played solid last year, right? So I think. I think the Chargers should – they got to make that leap. They have to win. They, they, this is their year. If they don't win the division this year, they might not ever win it, right? I don't <laughs> think it'll ever happen, right? This is <laughs> no, their, it's like not this, a bad point. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's, that's my point with them. And um, uh, Denver, like I said, we, we expect them to have a bounce back year. It's just the competition is so tough. And we can't beat ourselves. We can't beat ourselves with penalties. I think last year we killed ourselves with that. Will we be better? Yes, and but we have to compete for that second spot. I don't think KC is going to be as dominant as they were uh, the last couple of years. I, I I don't see that happening. I think me, Mahomes still going to ball, but I don't see the just fourteen and two like those dominant crazy years. Let me. But I I feel like it's like you kind of as a Broncos fan you want. KC to win the division and you want the Chargers to crumble because there's no way yeah. that if the Chiefs don't win the division that they're not the second best team in that division. In yeah, my you're opinion, right. They're not yeah. look, you you might be right, they might not win the division, but they're not missing the playoffs and they're they're yeah, securing they're that wild card spot. That's what I'm like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Look, let me you've played a hell of a lot more football than I have, and I think we all know that. <laughs> I'll just I just want to say death taxes. Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. That's just oh, all. I, that's just all I know. It's all I know. It's all I know. He's gonna get there. I don't. Will he get to the? You think Joe Burrow can knock him off this year? He has. Yeah, Josh he can Allen. knock him off. Josh. No, I need to be. Josh Allen's gonna have to sell me this pen a little bit harder. I don't necessarily know if Josh Allen is. He hasn't done it. Like he hasn't gotten there. Like Burrow yeah. has. Like Allen is in the same boat as Lamar, Lawrence, Herbert, all these guys in the AFC who are unbelievably young and talented but they have to knock down Burrow and they obviously have to knock down two-time champion, which is crazy to say at this point in his career, Mahomes. Yeah. Like they have to like dethrone the King. I think you're right with the chargers though. Like with, with, with Herbert's contract looming, like you got to make your move now, right now, right yeah. before right. you pay him tomorrow. You, maybe you honestly. also, you <laughs> also don't know. Like, <laughs> you, you don't know what your, your uh, offense is going to look like next year. I mean, Eckler yeah. saying that he's, you know, going to move on after this year. I mean, they, he wanted to mm -hmm. get a, get resigned and they wouldn't do it. And then of course, Keenan Allen and Mike, Will, you got questions with their contracts, big money coming yeah. up and you know, they might not be on the roster next season. So you really have to capitalize right. with what you have right now. Mm -hmm. Right. I think they're paying Keenan 20 something, Mike 20, <laughs> Uh, they got a first round draft pick receiver. That's why they drafted him because yeah. you know you got to pay Herbert. You can't pay two twenty million dollar receivers. That just doesn't happen in the NFL, right? You're gonna have you might have one right twenty million dollar receiver, but not two. Uh, so they're gonna have to make a decision. 
after next year. And that's going to be a tough decision because Mike is, I think he's a tough receiver. He makes a lot of great plays. He's very, Herbert loves Mike, right? And then you got Keenan. He's very reliable. You know, he works the inside of the field. And um, that's still a valuable position. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see uh, what team, what player um, they get rid of because um, they, they they are valuable. You do need three receivers. You do need them. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's interesting today, about, about QJ, about Quentin Johnston is that he's kind of like, he's kind of between those two guys, right? Yeah. He's not quite yeah. as athletic as Mike Williams is. He doesn't quite have the speed and the like spectacular yeah. catchability. And he's not quite as that he's, but he is like a more athletic and athletic profile receiver than, than Keenan. He stretches the field a little yeah. bit better, but Keenan's just one of the best at finding the open spots on the field, especially when the coverage breaks down. It's so crazy. It, right. it almost makes the decision even more interesting. I mean, we're all huge, huge yeah. fans of QJ. Cause obviously we watched a lot of the big 12 football and, and he's a beast. Now we're uh, fans of him. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of QJ last year at no, all. I was. Uh, you, what did he, he do versus Texas? Yeah, actually, <laughs> not actually. Like not not like. That's not the reason why we lost the game. It's not the reason That's why we it. lost. Yeah. <laughs> what do y'all think right. about the running back, man? What do y'all think about uh, the running back that went to Atlanta? I mean, he's gonna. He might honestly set the, rec- the rookie gonna... record. He's, I mean, he's so? projected. He's projected <laughs> to go like top five in all fantasy drafts. I mean. This guy's generational. I mean, he's we we saw him for three years, and honestly, he just dazzled the entire time. Every single person that ever watched him, every commentator, every team, you could, you just knew that like he was something mm-hmm. special. And they didn't yeah, even that, use him right. No, no, that's the one thing I think Dang. about the Saints. Like, obviously, they're they're such a well put together organization, but I do believe that the Falcons mm-hmm. and the Panthers will be better this year than they were last year. I mean, I the yeah. Bucks take a step back, but. Um, that division isn't – I'm not going into the season being like, that's the worst division in football. It, I, right. It, we were pretty bad last year. I think that division was – we yeah, were was really rough. bad. It, was that was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't tough to watch, but it wasn't great. The, uh, the, 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 no, but dude, like, if you're really – if you're genuinely asking us about Bijan, like the, the straight answer I can give you watching every single one of his games, mm-hmm. he should have had – he had 300 receiving yards last year. He should have had like 500 or 600 if they checked right. down to him and just got him the ball. That's like that. He's that kind. He's that caliber player. So uh, a couple, yeah, a couple quick hitters for you, Chris. I'm gonna let you rock. Super Bowl pick, and then maybe like a dark horse slash sleeper. We had this debate on our show between Ooh. dark horse. Is there a difference between dark horse and sleeper? First of all, to you, um, no, I wouldn't say. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I would say, space. let's say the front runner. Would the, would that be it? That's a good yeah. sign. Let's go with the front runner. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to say yeah. the Eagles should be the front runners of this year. Right? Mm-hmm. I think Hurts should come back. Their D-line should be upset and sick with the performance they put on in the Super Bowl. Right? So, breaking a record of sacks in the season and then not can't get to Mahomes, they should be upset about that. So, I see the Eagles. And they had, like, amazing drive. Did you oh see? Uh, they got... They just loaded up with the boy from Georgia. Like yeah. that's like getting a young Chris Jones on your team to go along with the D line that you already have. Right. So I they're the front runners to me, you know, mm-hmm. in my perspective, coming out uh going to the Super Bowl and uh from the NFC. And then I would say a sleeper team. Mm, should I get a sleeper team? Sleeper team. 
Is the Ravens, are they a sleeper? Would you count them as a sleeper team? This is what we were debating yesterday. Like, are the Lions a sleeper team? Because people think they're going to win. So, the Ravens, the Ravens are kind of a sleeper. Maybe are we digging little, back into this. I don't think the we Ravens. Don't have to. We don't have to. If, no, I just think that with Lamar Jackson's been healthy over the last two years, I don't think anyone would be would have been surprised that they got to the AFC Championship or or further. Right. So I think that they can't really be a sleeper team if Lamar is healthy. You know what I mean? Okay, like he's okay. Just, he's just let that talented. Choose. Yeah. I okay, let me find a different team. Okay, so since so they could be a front runner, right? So I always put the Bengals ahead of them in that division. So. That's same, why I would same. say yeah. Ravens. But let's go with a let's see, let's try to find a number three team. Let's go with let's let's say the Steelers. Right? Let's say Puckett has a solid year. Najee Harris has run the ball. Pipkins turns to a Pro Bowl receiver, right? They mm-hmm. they improve on defense and they find a way they're themselves in the playoffs. So let's say that's our sleeper team. To be able to make the playoffs, let's see if Kenny Puckett has a uh, Pickett has a better season. One of the craziest stats and anomalies in all of sports is Mike Tomlin never having a losing season. It's ridiculous. See, yeah, it's gotta be a good sleeper team. All all anyone ever has to say with the Steelers is just like, "Hey, they might make the playoffs. They can make a run." And I'm like, "I'm in. I don't like. I'm fully bought in." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's let's do it. Twist my arm. Fine. I mean, death taxes and Mike Tomlin's winning football games. That is damn. He just can't lose. I like your Eagles pick, though. I think that's the most complete team in all football right now. There's no gray areas. I mean, I think their entire roster, top to bottom, is is stacked. They've been there, and they've been there, and they had, and they've tasted a loss. Yep, and the NFC is yeah. considerably weaker. Um, last two, who's your Mount Rushmore of cornerbacks? You can throw yourself in there if you want. No shame. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of cornerbacks. Dion, of course, we got Dion uh, Champ. I would always put them in. My guys, I would put. Uh, hold on, real quick, baby. <laughs> Sorry, more of my little babies walked in. Uh, I would go Dion Champ. Uh, my favorite guy growing up was Aeneas Williams. Uh, you know, watching him play at, nice. from the Cardinals. Uh, this is my this is my Mount Rushmore. You know, <laughs> no, please. Uh, who else I would put on there? Uh, let's go with number four. Let's put Revis on there. A guy that was just he was just phenomenal coming in the league. A guy that I watched and looked up to um, as a big bro too. So Champ Revis, uh, Dion, and Aeneas Williams. So those are my top four right there. I will put Rondé okay. Barber in there too. Because Rondé was a great guy that I, you know, studied and um, uh, was a guy that, you know, was very, very, uh, um, very guy that was versatile, could play all over the field, safety, corner, nickel. Uh, so him and Aeneas Williams, those are the versatile guys that I always watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's Aeneas, shout out to Aeneas Williams. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a sneaky, that, that's, yeah, that's a sleeper. That's the definition of a sleeper yeah. right there. That's a sleeper pick right there. Great stuff. And Revis, obviously, we all agree. He's just there is it's Revis Island for a reason. Uh, oh, yeah. All time nickname. And we always ask this, man, to every one of our guests. It could be from you playing, watching. doesn't have to be football. could literally be anything. What is your favorite sports memory ever? Favorite sports memory ever? Man, I would say definitely winning the Super Bowl. Of course, winning that Super Bowl. Um San Francisco wasn't very fun, you know. Uh, the celebration part of it wasn't, wasn't that fun. Not until we got to Denver, right? Just going through that uh, whole process of, you know, uh, the the parade. I feel like our parade was crazy. Just like the yeah. Nuggets was just crazy. Yeah. 
you know, Denver, we do it pretty big when we win. So uh, that was definitely a great memory. Uh, college, win the Orange Bowl, you know, win the Orange Bowl BCS championship in college in Miami. You know, it was nothing like that. Winning that as an 18, 18 year old, <laughs> you know, that was like, that was amazing time. So uh, it was definitely those two right there was um, some of my great, greatest memories for sure. Just winning. Love that. <laughs> yes, How often do you rock the Super Bowl ring? Nah, man, I might rock it on occasion, you know. I might, um, like, when I have my camps Heavy, or whatever, right? I'll bring it, show out, show out to the kid. Yeah, it's not something you want to wear all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. when we're out in Radio Row, like, for Super Bowl, you always see, like, the the old uh, pros and, like, the vets that, that walk around with their rings on. It's just, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we one of our days are crazy, man. You've seen yeah. the Chiefs in them? These they're ridiculous. I thought ours was crazy. Now these rings, now, man, they they took it up a whole nother level now. Oh, yeah. Like doing mad, like you could do like a magic trick with it. You could open it up and like yeah, like a, you could compartments. Put it on as a necklace. They have yeah. a necklace to go with it and everything. It's like <laughs> you got a two piece ring now. <laughs> Dude, they're gonna put a watch in the ring soon yeah that's what i was saying like princess leia is gonna shoot out from like the top of the yeah. ring and like doing a hologram it's gonna they're gonna perform and stuff like that uh chris harris jr man it's always a pleasure dude congrats on starting your new podcast let's ride with patrick triotti oh, yeah. uh it's great stuff over there man covering the denver broncos all season go check those guys out again thank you for joining us Fans out there, hit your free throws because they're free. We'll see you guys next time. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on. Crunch Island. <gasps> it's Jean Foot. <laughs> Crunch! Quick, the zip line! He's getting away! Throw our last crunch berry! No! No one steals my crunch berries. I think you mean my crunch berries. Choose your own crunch venture with Captain Crunch. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Look around. 
You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.